Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's show. This week we want to talk about five things that you could declutter this week. Things that shouldn't tax you too much that are that can kind of be like an easy win because sometimes at the start of a decluttering project or even in the middle if you've lost motivation, feel like you've lost your way a bit, you feel like you just need to get some runs on the board, reinvigorate yourself and rebuild that momentum. So we thought we could talk about five things that you might be able to find in your house this week that you could declutter that will get you feeling back in the zone and reinvigorated about your decluttering project. Yeah, sometimes we've got an idea of all the things that we need to do, but we just need someone to tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah. and I think like so there are some people out there who will be like, like, yay, tell me what to do and I'll run off and do it, whereas they don't have the motivation to do it for themselves. So we're, we're going to tell you what you can do this week uh, to get some little decluttering wins. And, of course, you don't have to do all five of them this week. You can pick and choose your favourite one or you can try one a day and have the weekend off or whatever you want to do. But it's just an idea to prompt you uh, to get you going. So, all right, Tara, what's number one? Number one is, I think, pretty much the easiest place in the house, which is the medicine cupboard or the medicine box. If you keep your medicines um, and supplements in a box, some people keep them in a drawer. Wherever you keep that stash of medicine and supplements, that's what we want you to declutter first. So the thing that makes for me the medicine cupboard one of the easiest ones is because there's actually rules around these things and like there's no rules on how many books you should keep or for how long, but there's rules on how long to keep your medicine. (laughs) So it makes it like quite easy for you to just go, okay, I'm just going to stick with the rule and do that and not have to think emotionally about it. So that's what makes it relatively easy. So obviously then where I'm leading is to go for the old and expired stuff first. So anything that has uh, an expiry date that has passed, um, that can go. And the nice part is too, not too many people are sentimental about medicines and supplements. Yeah. There might be a bit of aspirational clutter you might find there, like (laughs) all the supplements and the the, this is going to change my whole energy. My energy levels are going to be super because I'm taking this supplement. Yeah, and then you take it for four days and then forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, or you buy that jumbo pot of spirulina or some kind of green powder (laughs) to mix in your smoothies and then figure out it's disgusting. (laughs) It goes to the back of the cupboard. So. so I guess it's the, the rules are easy. Things that expired, like you said, or things you no longer use um, or didn't like. And it's okay to say I bought that supplement, even if it is still within its um, best before date or it's used by date. If you don't take it and you don't think you're going to take it again in future before it runs out of date, it's okay to let it go. Yeah, for sure. It's only going to hang out in your cupboard anyway until it is expired. So you may as well just you know, do the doing now and instead of waiting until uh, three years down the track. Your pharmacy will also take uh, prescription medications that have expired um, or other medications that probably shouldn't go uh, into the waterways or, or into landfill or into rubbish where, you know, a child can get to them. So you can take those to uh, your nearest pharmacy in Australia anyway. I'm not quite sure about 
everywhere else in the world, but uh, have an investigate, give them a call and say, do you, will you dispose of my old medications for me? And they will tell you yes or no. And if they say no, they might know where you can. Yeah. And look, it doesn't even have to be expired. I remember buying a, a packet of like paracetamol tablets, but they also, I don't know what I was thinking or if I just went for the green box because that's what I was familiar with, but they were ones that had a really high dose of caffeine in them as well. Oh, and so there were paracetamol or, ah, oh, there's a name for it in America, which I can never remember. It's long and complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and it came with caffeine as well. So, you know, headache pills with caffeine in them. And I was like, yeah, that's I'm never going to use them. I'm certainly not going to give them to my kids. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think my husband would take them either. So I, when I took my expired medicines into the pharmacy, I'm like, look, can I give you these as well? Because I don't want to throw them in the bin, but they're perfectly fine. And they're like, yep, we'll take anything like that. That's fine. So, mm. um, and they took supplements as well because there were a few bits and pieces that I was like, yeah, I don't I don't know if you can put vi- a whole stack of vitamin B <laughs> into landfill. Is that yeah. okay? I'm not sure. So, but they, most pharmacies are pretty happy. They have big containers there that they just put them all in. Yeah, dispose yeah. of ethically, yeah. and it gets disposed of properly the way, yeah, the way it should be. And I suppose, yeah, putting things in there that don't necessarily have to go in there isn't going to hurt either. So, mm. okay, so that's the medicine cupboard. That should be an easy win. And the the bonus is, unless you haven't done it for twenty years, it shouldn't take you too long either. So, mm. um, get or and and also, if you are at this point as well, just reassess how much stuff that you have in general um, so that you are like, because if you've got more than one spot where you keep your medicines and your first aid stuff and things like that, just quickly do a little stock take of what you've got so that next time you're in the supermarket and you walk down that aisle, you don't go, oh, I'll just grab some more Band-Aids just in case, which is what we tend to do. And then you end up overloading your spaces. So um, just have a little stock take as well so that you've just got a good awareness of the volume of stuff that you have so that you can manage the acquisitions as well. Brilliant. Okay, number two, almost as easy as the medicine cupboard, but the rules are a little more flexible here, um, is your purse or wallet, or handbag, depending on where you want to start. Um, or where you live in the world. Because <laughs> yeah, what, what, what we call a handbag, Americans call a purse. Mm-hmm. Um, we call a purse what they would call a wallet. What do they mm-hmm. call, la- like, what do they call what we call ladies' purses? I have no in America. idea. Yeah, because they, like, what they call a purse or a pocketbook, we call a handbag. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, well, then what do they call what we call a purse? Because <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. So in Australia, a wallet you would say wallet for a man's wallet yeah. where he keeps his money, and a purse for a lady's wallet. Um, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I will. Okay, I'm going to research that, and I will put. I will make a note in the Facebook community. And see what yeah, I'm found. sure. Yeah, and I'm sure our American friends in the Facebook group will tell us um, and enlighten us on that one. So anyway, you get the idea of what we're talking about, and you can choose whether you want to go with the thing that you keep your money and your cards in, or the thing you keep all the other stuff in. So either the handbag or the wallet, essentially. Um, you can decide which one you go for. You can go for both if you like, or you can just go for the one, but um, you get to choose. Yeah, so go through, find any old receipts, shopping lists. That's one I find quite often in mine, post-it notes with like the five things I need at the store and I throw mm. it in my 
handbag and then they float around in there for a while until I get around to cleaning it out. So receipts that you no longer need, shopping lists or notes if you've got other kind of notes in there, any of that kind of loose paper can probably go. Just check it in case, I mean, unless there's a receipt for something that you're not sure if you're returning yet, but maybe find a place to put that rather than just floating around amongst all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, go through your cards and get rid of any that you don't use anymore or have expired. Uh, most people, when they get their replacement card, tend to throw the expired one out or chop it up, but sometimes we don't. Uh, and also a lot of the time now rewards cards, you don't have to show your card. Often at stores, they'll just ask for your phone number or you can use your phone, um, the app on your phone or something like that to use your rewards cards. So they could be something that you could ditch as well, um, especially if they're expired. But even if they're not, it could be something that could, could go. Yeah, and one thing you can do is convert some of your membership cards to an online app um, or a wallet so that you can get rid of them all together. Um, I think the one I use is called Keyring, but there's a whole bunch out there and you can hmm. scan your cards or convert your cards and then you can cut them up and chuck the physical cards out and just keep it on your phone, um, yeah. which is pretty handy too. Yeah, my, the one I use is Stowcard, so yeah, there's right. quite a few, yeah. Um, coins. Coins will gather at the bottom of your bag and often in your wallet. And we don't use coins much at all these days. Uh, We tend to be quite cashless. And I used to keep coins in the car for parking. That was my main thing. But now I use my card for parking. And so Mm. it's like I don't don't even need it for that. So um, you will have coins. So you can collect them up in a money box and uh, save up some money or you can um, take them straight to a coin converter. We also have a bowl in the centre of the house that people can grab change from if they need it at all. Um, so you can sort of collect it all in one place there as well. So get rid of your coins. And I, ho- I hope for everyone's sake that you find some money in there that you didn't know you had because that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, that is the bonus. Mm-hmm. The- The last point I'd say about this is remove any of the items for which your handbag or your purse or your wallet is not their actual home. So things that will gather around in mine are things like pens uh, or pencils, Mm, hair accessories and clips. And often, you know, if we're out somewhere and my kids take the clip out of their hair, just gets (laughs) dropped into my handbag or something like that. Um, Food items... I know lots of people carry, you know, kids' oh, snacks. Oh, yeah, especially and... when you've got little kids because you always need a snack because snack, snack can save a situation in many ways. So having one at hand is really handy. Yeah, but I remember when my kids were younger, it wasn't like the full snacks that was a problem. It would be like the box of sultanas that opened and I'd have like loose sultanas all through my <laughs> handbag and stuff like that. So get rid of the, get rid the of that, loose yeah. ones. Yeah, um, Medicines. Sometimes people will carry them around as well. Jewelry, I know that happens in wallets uh, and and purses a lot. Um, people pop a set of earrings or a bracelet or something if it comes off, or if you lose the back or something or other. Um, and then that hangs around in there. And kids' toys as well. So just mm. all of that stuff that your handbag or your purse is not its ideal home. It ha- would have another place in your house to live, but it's just been put in there and not taken out. Try and rehome all of those things so that you've got more space. Yep. 
Okay, so then the next thing that you could have a go at decluttering this week is your mail or your junk mail. So that pile that has collected in that spot, and you know the spot that I'm talking about, uh, you can go through that and um, try and get just deal with the deal with the mail there. You can ask yourself how long you've had it, especially junk mail. If you're getting junk mail and you don't get around to reading it, a lot of people will pop it somewhere for later. Um, if it's been there longer than a couple of days, I would say let it go because by the time you look at it, you know, um, it's probably out of date anyway. Mm. Um, do you even need to look at it? Is it just going to be tempting you to buy stuff? If you're actively yes, decluttering, exactly. yeah. then you probably don't need that temptation anyway. So if it's mail, uh, make sure you open it. Don't sort of look at it and assume you know what's in it. Open it up, get rid of the envelope, put that in the recycling um, File that piece of paper, whether if it is something that you need to do, put it somewhere so that you will know you need to do it. If it's just something you need to keep, file it away. But don't avoid opening it because I think that opening mail can be a source of anxiety for some people. And the longer you put it off, the worse it becomes for you anxiety-wise. So, you know, the longer you put off opening the mail, the bigger the mail pile gets, which then, of course, is more anxiety inducing because you have more mail that you don't want to open. So uh, try and just um, open it as much as you can uh, to get that, you know, rip that bandaid off and, and get that done as well. So then number four of things that you might be able to declutter this week is plastic cutlery or disposable cutlery and napkins. They're the, the things that you get every time you pick up a takeaway or get food home delivered. And I don't know why but people feel the need to store them. And I get, I agree that it does feel wasteful to throw them mm. out. Like, especially if you get a, you know, takeaway food and you come home and you take it out of the bag and then there's some plastic forks and napkins in, to throw them straight in the bin does feel wasteful. But mm. what are we keeping them for? Like, that's, yeah. that's I, the thing. I, I, we found a couple of those packs at my client's house yesterday going through the kitchen drawers. And, you know, he, he defaulted to, oh no, I'll keep those. <laughs> and I, so, and it was like, there were two packets of them and we, he decluttered heaps and he actually doesn't have a load of stuff anyway. So it wasn't impacting on the space that he had, um, anyway. But it was just interesting that he just automatically said, oh, I'll keep those and didn't, we didn't analyze it at all initially. But I kind of made him think about it a little bit more not just to try and not to convince him to throw them out but just to go through those thought processes a little bit more intentionally rather than just oh I'll keep that and so you know we, I did sort of challenge him a little bit on that and he he said the same thing he's like I probably won't use these <laughs> but I just feel so wasteful um throwing them out without using them first when really it's like it doesn't make a difference like you're going to throw them out after you use them you can throw them out before you use them. It makes zero difference at all uh, unless you're going to, you know, use double the amount or something like that. But, you know, you're not. If they're at home, you're not going to reach for them anyway on a day-to-day basis because you've got your own regular cutlery to use, which is much better and unlikely to snap on you when you're halfway through eating. But And if you go out, you could take it with you. Um, but, again, the the chances of that happening, you know, are, are pretty low and the chances of you getting something when you go out are high as well. So you could be doubling up anyway. I'm rambling. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. So, you know, if you really think 
but you might use them. Think about where you would use them. If you want to store one set or two sets in the glove box of your car, because sometimes you find yourself out Mm -hmm. and about, that's fine because then at least they're handy. Or if you feel like you want to keep a couple of sets and put them in your picnic basket um, because it saves you having to take your stuff from home, that's fine. But ask yourself, how many do you need Mm. altogether? And when are you going to use them? And then put them in a place where it's convenient. But I've been into houses where there are drawers full, like whole Mm. drawers full. And especially the paper napkins as well, because people buy then paper napkins for occasions and there's always seems to be leftover paper napkins. So you're like, when are you reaching for the plain white ones that come wrapped around the takeaway cutlery? Mm. (laughs) That have been... yeah, that have been for sort the of party ones. Yeah, yeah, and and the ones that that came with the the takeaway have usually been rolling around in the drawer for a while, so they're kind of grotty anyway. And it's like, yeah, they would reach for the nice ones or the nicer ones. So yeah, um, it's unlikely that that they will actually ever get used. And paper napkins is something that does end up accumulating in people's houses. Um, I think pretty sure people acquire them with this aspiration and then forget to use them, mm. <laughs> and then they just keep keep building up. One thing that um, I've started doing is if you order online, quite often there's a little like a comments box where people can put in gluten-free or dairy-free mm. or not fr- nut-free or like leave some kind of comment um, for your, you know, to go with your order. So quite often I will put in there no cutlery, please, um, or no cutlery required. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But mm. um, that's the other thing. If you find that that's something that is building up at your house, see if you can stop it before it comes in possibly. Um, Or if you go to somewhere and you pick up your food, you can always take the cutlery out and hand them back. So I don't Mm. need these things. Just check your bag before you leave. Yeah, that's a great idea. And and yeah, and and also prepare yourself so that you you can refuse it like full stop. Just, you know, you can take take your own cutlery with you when you're going out as well. Um, So then you can refuse anything reusable whatsoever. That's not really, that's just an environmental thing more than a household thing. Hmm. So lucky last, the fifth thing that you could declutter this week is cardboard boxes. Ooh, <laughs> no. People get very attached to good cardboard boxes. Oh, there's just something about a good box, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's Again, right up there for me. We were doing this yesterday. Jar. We'll yeah. have to do jars. Yeah, the jar. We do this. <laughs> yeah, good jars and good boxes. And, and it's sort of a lot of the brands make – they deliberately make the boxes to be aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. and to f- and tactile, you know, a certain feel. And I know that like there's one certain brand that makes beautiful boxes that their phones and the devices come in. And I love how they've got like lovely sharp edges and sharp corners and they've got this nice, nice smooth tactile feel about them. And they fit well in drawers as straw dividers and stuff like that. So I'm always I always look at those and think, where else can I use these before throwing them out? Um, but it happens with like lots of boxes. And there are many, many people who have loads of space taken up by empty boxes. So yeah. maybe we can, maybe we can have a go at that this week. Yeah. And look, if you want to keep, a, you know, some people will keep boxes for, like, I will keep the occasional small box, which I know if I've got a, a birthday coming up that I know that I'll post someone's parceling because it saves me going and buying a box um, from the post office. But people have a tendency to 
collect boxes even when they don't have a use for them. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing that I see quite a bit, and I'm sure you do too, is people keep the original box in case they move. And I was talking to a friend about this just the other day. She's got crystal glasses and she said that stored away and I made a comment about crystal glasses and how beautiful they were and she said it stored away in the attic were all the original boxes for the glasses. And I said, well, you know, I I do have a couple of crystal glasses and I've moved a lot of times and people, they just roll them up in paper, you know, like <laughs> and none of my glasses have ever broke. There are other ways. You don't need the original box, but there's yeah. something and like TV boxes or computer Mm. boxes and stuff like that there's something people like to keep the original but I can hand on my heart tell you unless you're planning to move in the next three months let go of the box because the packers have access to all the right boxes Um, or if you're packing yourself you will be able to find a box the appropriate size and if Mm. you pack it carefully it is just as good as the original so it's not worth wasting the space yeah, absolutely. And often the um, boxes that things like appliances come in are quite flimsy anyway. And so if you were to try and use those to pack and a removalist was to stack them, they're more likely to actually crush than if you pack them in a proper moving box anyway. Uh, so the box that your food processor came in um, could is possibly quite weak uh, compar- comparatively. So you're actually better off with a different box. So, yeah, if you've got an imminent move coming up and the box is strong, then there is a good case for keeping the box. But I can't think of an, any other reason why you would need to keep all of the boxes. So I think when you're decluttering boxes, the, the good thing to do is to go, all right, I want to keep some boxes for just in case. And that's cool. So pick a boundary for how many just in cases you're keeping and then get rid of the rest. So you might say to yourself, I'm going to keep um, three small boxes for mailing things and I'm going to keep two shoe boxes for randomness and I'm going to keep um, a couple of, you know, uh, phone boxes to maybe use as drawer inserts for something else. And, and I'm not going to keep anything else apart from that. So do that. Stick to your little boundary and, and pick out how much is enough that you'll feel comfortable and prepared, but that it's not taking up so much space in your house. Um, and that will help you then get rid of the excess. And the nice part about boxes too is they're easy to let go of in terms of recycling. You can just put them out with mm. your recycling or drop them to your local recycling centre. So there's not usually a big barrier between you and disposing of the item. It's usually pretty easy to physically let go of um, and have it recycled without, you know, too much extra work involved, which is nice. Yeah. So hopefully there's something in that little list that you can actually get stuck into this week. Yeah, so have a go. You can do all five or you can just have a go at one of them. And if you'd like to share your experience with us, you can do so in our Facebook community group where lots of people will cheer you on and congratulate you for getting that little win done this week. And we will see you here again next week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.